Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Boy, what a, a difference a day makes, right? I mean, think about yesterday. How many was out running around yesterday trying to finish up some... And then today, how absolutely beautiful. And I know the stars are shining brightly tonight, but definitely not as brightly as they did over 2,000 years ago. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till He appeared and the soul felt its worth. My prayer for you tonight and for me tonight is that our souls would feel the worth of what God has done for us and what we are truly celebrating here tonight is we come to worship Jesus on His birthday. Um, we're celebrating that birth, the story of amazing love. How do we do that? Uh, Two ways. We, we preach, we proclaim, and we sing. We proclaim and we sing. And I want us to do tonight what we were talking about this past Sunday. You didn't, if you weren't able to be with us, but on Sunday we, we were talking about the need to just really linger in this moment. And where Mary, in the midst of all that was going on, the shepherds coming in, the smelly animals that were there, that she treasured up all that was going on and she pondered them in her heart. And I want us to do that tonight. I just want us to, to ponder this. How simple and strange this is. Year after year, you know, on Christmas Eve, but not just Christmas Eve, we gather for proclamation to proclaim and to share and to sing. To share and to sing. It's, it's, it's not just here. But it's really throughout the world for over 2,000 years, this preaching, singing, message, music, somebody speaks and then some, everybody sings, somebody reads a passage and then everybody sings again. This basic structure really has been the same all over the world, proclaiming and singing. And I want us just to think about this just for a moment. Even though you may be accustomed to this, go, well, this is routine. You know, this is nothing new for me. But there's not another religion or another movement on the planet that really does this, gathers together for the proclamation and then the response with singing, preaching, singing, proclaiming, singing. No other religion. No, no other really organization. Hindus don't do this. Buddhists, Muslims, uh, Confucianism doesn't do this. When Apple unveils a new uh, image of a techno-religion, Tim Cook may preach, but then they don't sing. It's, it's, in, this, it's in this pocket of, of being followers of Jesus Christ, Christianity. So I really don't want us to, even though we're familiar with it, to miss the fact that what we're doing here tonight is a little bit strange. It needs to be pondered. And we need to think about why we do this. 
And I just want to share a little bit tonight. One of the main reasons is that Christianity with its roots in true Old Testament promises is the only religion in the world that was created and sustained really by news. News. In other words, before Christianity is a philosophy, before it's a theology, before it's an ethic or a way of life, it's news. Life-changing, good news for people just like me and you. Isaiah 57, 2 says, How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The news that God, the God of Israel, reigns. In Luke of the Christmas story, chapter 2, we are reminded, it says, And the angel said to them, to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you what? Good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For this day in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. News. Even the song that we sing oftentimes at Christmas, the first Noel. I I never knew what Noel was. Uh, I found out it's a French word for news. Good news. The story of God's amazing love. And that's what we are here to do is to respond to the great news that God has brought through us through His Son, Jesus Christ. But the reality, as we all know, is that good news isn't really that good until you first know the bad news. So the bad news is, is not that you're not going to get what you thought you were going to get for Christmas. It's much worse than that. The bad news is is that we all come into this world broken. We all come into this world separated from God. We can know about God, but experientially, only by what Christ has done for us, can we be forgiven and made right with God. The bad news is we come into this world sinful. And it doesn't get better with time. It only gets worse. When we, through pride and stubbornness or whatever else, try to figure life out on our own. But God has already given us the news. You can't do it. Here's the news. If we could have done it, God would not have had to send His Son, Jesus, into the world. Christianity is good news. What we're celebrating tonight is good news. The good news that something happened. Something happened at a place, at a time. Something that we had no hand in. We didn't cause it. We didn't shape it. God simply acted single-handedly to save His people. The Bible tells us in the fullness of time, God broke into history and the virgin conceived God-man, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, God, Emmanuel, came in the flesh And He lived in perfection, a perfection we could not live. He suffered the punishment that we deserved. He rose with indestructible life, which we share, and He gives to us when we receive Him into our life. He poured out His Holy Spirit, which will strengthen and guide us. And He's coming again to complete the redemption of the world where all His people will live forever in overflowing joy. God has done this. God did it. He took the initiative. There was no Congress, no uh, convention. There was no consultation. There was a sudden, unstoppable, unilateral thunderclap of divine action in history. And suddenly, as never before, 
There's news. And some 2,000 years later, we're celebrating that news. News of this scope, as wide as the universe, news of such global relevance that is for all people of every tongue and every tribe and every nation, news of such great joy, it is such news that we must proclaim it and sing about it. For over 2,000 years, the church has proven over and over again that the truth of Christianity cannot be simply taught or lectured or analyzed or explored or discussed. We must share it. We must live it. We must sing about it. You know, it creates, when we come into a relationship with God through Christ, when we accept and acknowledge the Christmas story, that God so loved the world that He sent Jesus. All of divinity, all of God here in a baby. So amazing, so humbling. And when we receive that, it fills our hearts with such joy and such hope. Something that we find so sweet and spectacular that we don't just try to explain it. We don't try to analyze it. We live it, we experience it, and we share it. And when that happens, people sing. So here again tonight, different ways to go about it, preaching and singing, proclaiming and singing. All over the world for over 2,000 years. Why? Because Christianity is not first a philosophy, it's not first a theology, it's not first a moral code, it's not a pattern for living. It's good news. As the angel says, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords. God has acted... God has taken the initiative to save sinners and He invites us to trust Him, to treasure Him. All other religions are summed up in this. Do your best, name your prophet, pray your prayers, give your alms, keep your fast, make your pilgrimage, and God may look on you with favor. Well, that's not good news. And it's not even true. The truth is, is that God loved me, God loved you, and He has done what is necessary in order for us to experience life and life eternally. And abundant life. Abundant life, well, it won't be found under the Christmas tree tomorrow. I mean, there may be some good things there, but it will not be lasting. Abundant life comes through His Son, Jesus Christ. That was His intent, is that you and I would know Him. And so, with news such as this, what do we do? I mean, there's only a two, couple a couple things that is reasonable to do with this. Number one is just receive it. But in order to receive it, we must let go of our pride. We must stop stiff-arming God and just acknowledge the reality of the truth of the incarnation of God. That Jesus lived and then He died so that we could know Him and that we could know life. And once we receive it, 
the only other rational thing to do is share it. Share it with others. And that's what God wants us to do. And that's really what the spirit of Christmas is all about. Oh yeah, we like getting the gifts. We like giving the gifts. But it's the gifts are just a reflection and symbolic of the greatest gift of all. And that is what God has done for us. You know, I know that you may be here tonight and as, as someone who's you've encountered, you go, Mike, you're not seeing anything new. Uh, but you're still filled with a sense of hope and joy and peace. Why? Because the God of the universe is in you through His Son, Jesus Christ, through His Spirit. And you are filled with joy and purpose in life. And you just, you know so much more than just about God. You know Him in a personal way. And so you come to celebrate. Others of you may be here tonight and you're going, well, yep, and I, I, I'm here because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be fed supper. You know, uh, and so I did, the, I did the rational, reasonable thing, and I'm here. You know, Not necessarily my favorite place to be. I don't care what your motives are. Listen, here's the deal. God, God can press through any motive that we have in order for, to expose our need for Him and to reveal the glorious news of Jesus Christ. It may be that you've gone year after year after year, you know, again, just not really fully comprehending, not getting the Jesus thing, but you've, you, you've, done, you've done the tradition, you, you go to services, but you just don't get it. Listen, tonight is just an opportunity for God to remind you, just to take a few moments that you matter to Him, He loves you, and He sent His Son for you. And all you need to do is turn, just turn toward Him. There's a good friend of mine here tonight. You might be able to relate to in the fact that for 70 years he is, was a self-proclaimed skeptic and cynic. Kept pushing God off. A lot of folks loving on him, you know, that believe and follow Jesus Christ and all that, but it just didn't click. And I'm sure, like all of us, what gets in the way is our sin and our pride and all that kind of stuff. That's what separates us from God. But there was a point a couple of years ago that, that he shared that he just... Something got a hold of him and he began to turn his attention to God and, and is not going to stiff-arm God anymore. Jesus, if there, I just want to believe. Seeing what he saw in the lives of other people. I'm not, I'm not going to resist. I'm not going to use my logic anymore. And this past Sunday, we had an opportunity. We had an opportunity to share and celebrate with him as he professed his faith in Jesus Christ, his Lord, as 72 years old, now young, follower of Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.